You've all heard the saying, there is no I in team. Well, that's partly correct. But we each bring a unique perspective and experience when working as a team. So it can be viewed as a collective group of eyes that work together to build a team of success. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right with host Dr. Cass Henry. In today's program, we'll uncover the tools of team success in order to achieve winning results. Now, here is Dr. Cass Henry. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. I'm Dr. Cass Henry, and I'm happy to share another hour with you. We live in a high-tech world, and technology permeates all aspects of our lives. We increasingly rely on technology. Our society has become more and more fragile as we have become technology dependent. How are we as individuals and businesses preparing to not just survive, but thrive in this high-tech world? Are we truly ready for it? Our lives are consumed with some aspect of smartphone and smart technology and apps for all our financial transactions, be it banking, transportation like Uber and Lyft, medical and healthcare coordination, fitness, and so much more are all managed through apps. Do we even know that Android is responsible for 92% of all mobile app malware? Do we know that 77% of all malware could be eliminated if all users updated their operating system to the latest one? Only 4% of Android users have the latest operating system, which means the remainder of the Android users are downloading malware and passing it on to everybody who engages with them through that smartphone system. So keeping these kind of things in mind in a world where technology-driven and financial fraudulent activities are everyday staple, we want to take this episode and talk about what this means to us and how do we stay prepared and guard against these kind of risks. So this episode, Are You Guarding Against Financial Fraud?, will explore ways to mitigate fraud risk in our lives and in our organizations. To engage in this very important conversation is Greg Lister, the founder of SafeChecks, who is an industry expert in the field. I just had the pleasure of presenting with him at the Chicago Treasury Conference just yesterday. And every time I talk to him, every time I present at conferences with him, I walk away learning more about what is happening in the industry and how we as businesses and individuals can better guard ourselves. So I couldn't be more happier to introduce Greg to my audience so that you too can benefit from his vast array of knowledge and insight. Greg, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kath. So as we get started, I really would like for you to take us on a brief journey of how you started off as a banker, but got to a place where you own and operate a company that helps people mitigate the risk around check fraud and getting caught up in financial fraud. How did you get there? Well, it wasn't the, it wasn't the plan, I can tell you that, Cass. I can but, imagine. But uh, necessity 
it require it always brings about invention. And in the in the early um, in the late eighties, I was observing some activities. I was dealing with with a lot of high tech companies uh, as a commercial banker. And I'd been to Comdex several times with customers. That is a, a big uh, um, tech show in Vegas, mm-hmm. and. And I, I was seeing some of our banking customers who were using technology to, to print some checks. In one case, I had a customer that had 700 different accounts, and they're using basically a, a tractor-fed form with magnetic toner laser printer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and they, could, they just put on whatever account number and whatever uh, logo and so on they wanted to on these checks. And that was in the day, 1988. That system cost them fifty thousand dollars, 1988 money. Wow, that's a year a lot. later. I was visiting with another property manager, and he was doing the same thing, um, using an HP2 laser printer and a magnetic ink toner cartridge. It cost him four thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Today, you can buy that software at at Office Depot, and I will not give any more information than that. But it's twenty dollars. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was alarmed when I saw this, and I started talking back in those days that uh, telling the senior executives at my bank that we were going to have a check fraud problem coming. And we talked about it every quarter for five mm-hmm. years, and then the bank got hit for half a million dollars. Wow. And I attended a, uh, a conference shortly thereafter where I heard Frank Abagnell speak. Okay. I did not know his background. Mm-hmm. Frank Abagnell is the former uh, forger made famous in the movie Catch Me If You Can that starred um, Tom Hanks and Leo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. He was actually in the movie. He was the French police captain that arrested DiCaprio. But th- this man spoke for two hours without any notes in a room of 600 people, three screens going, and he educated, he explained what the problem was and how to fix it. Mm-hmm. And I came back uh, from from this conference, and we ended up hiring him. And so I've now known him 25 years. He truly is the smartest guy in the room. Mm-hmm. So interesting we, you bring up Frank Abagnale, right? So you saw the industry uh, being impacted by the democratization of technology and anybody being able to get the software and print checks, which means controls were becoming null and void, right? Anybody could print anything. So as you brought Frank Abagnale into your business and started that as an education and risk mitigation process, what was the reaction from the community, business and individuals, in terms of taking this message and taking it seriously? Because a lot of times lessons learned at that point in time truly can be applied today because people don't take use of apps and access to financial information on these phones. They don't think they're compromising anything, right? So we're in a different well, stage, and, but same mindset. Yes, in, in that day, people were creating counterfeit checks. And mm-hmm. I have seen with my own eyes counterfeit checks, um, $100,000. The largest one I saw was $1,850,000. But they were they were just creating these checks, and the technology back then you know, was more difficult. Today, it's very very simple. 
Now, today, also, check fraud continues. It's bigger today than it was in those days. Mm-hmm. But, now we have, but now we have other kinds of crimes uh, with uh, the electronics and devices and so on, and uh, people sending uh, payments and, and hacking your phones or hacking your computers to mm-hmm. send payment and instructions to the bank. So it's and in fact, that... and in fact, I might add these mm-hmm. these hackers actually can get into your system and listen into your VoIP phone system for mm-hmm. the instructions and all the conversations that you're having with your bank if you're going to send a wire. Mm-hmm. It is quite remarkable what these what's now going on. Yes, and so I always look at organizations that allow people to use the company phone for personal business or personal phone for company business. And what I have run into in my 25-year financial services and corporate finance career is anytime there is commingling happening, all the apps we use in our personal life, Facebook, Instagram, all Facebook friends are not really our friends. Some people we've never met, we don't know. We don't even know if they're real accounts with real people. And when we give access to people through those kind of social media apps, we are giving them access into our technology and everything that's contained in our technology. And I have seen businesses run into situations where the malware that came in through the personal activity now is transferred to the work technology because people are commingling work and personal. Because everybody's on a 24-hour call, they say, I won't pay for my phone. If you're going to call me on my personal time, get me my phone. Uh, right, and more and more companies are now having uh, uh, having people have their own phones for their own use and a different phone for business use. Mm-hmm. It's just safer. I agree. So the regulated industries have been doing that. So it's actually good practice, right? So just for our audience to know, it's actually prudent and best practice not to commingle business and personal because we don't want business-related malware coming into our personal lives and personal malware going into our business lives and affecting our careers. Now, I have seen situations where somebody through Facebook or some download brought in malware and somebody is now tracking everything this person does. And through the work email system and the work phone system, they've been able to connect the dots as to who reports to who and the hierarchy. And now they're sending emails to the people at the lower end of the rung with emails that masquerade as emails coming from the senior management giving instructions to wire money or move money. And they're able to do this through social engineering by accessing through social media and apps. So what advice would you have for both individuals and businesses to mitigate that kind of risk in addition to separating their personal and business? Well, with respect, first of all, in your choice of phones, they're mm-hmm. basically you're the Android and, and the Apple. Uh, and as you mentioned at the outset, there are more viruses associated with the Android phone than there are with the Apple. And, mm-hmm. and so in terms of, of work, you're far better off uh, having an Apple phone because it's less susceptible, even though I personally like Droid phones. Yes, mm-hmm. but also uh, just w- just with respect, uh, let's say on at a family, a family level, just for a minute, if I might digress, because mm-hmm. I am one with five with five kids, and 
It is far better in my view, far, far better in my view, if the kid has a, a, an iPhone than a droid. Because mm-hmm. parents have greater controls over an iPhone than what a droid allows. That is excellent uh, advice. That is very, very good advice. Because a parent can actually shut down a phone, an iPhone, and what apps can be downloaded on it. They have parental controls and so mm-hmm. on that a, that a droid just doesn't have, just does not have. Mm-hmm. Now, with, with respect to, uh, to a business, uh, what, what people need to be very careful about when they're using a phone to connect into the, into the companies, the email system, and so on, that they don't want to have a bunch of apps on that phone. They don't. If they want to have a bunch of apps for their own things, Facebook and, and Twitter and so on, have that be on their personal, not on their on, on the regular phone. Mm-hmm. The problem lies in, the, in a lot of the apps that are in uh, Google Play or the, or the, uh, the Apple Store, because there are hundreds, literally hundreds and hundreds of apps that are created by fraudsters mm-hmm. to, uh, to, and have, they have embedded in them keystroke logger viruses to track all the things that go on. And so the phone that you're going to use with your company, you simply do not want a bunch of apps on it. You want it just to connect with the company. If you want to do some other, other kinds of things, with other people, don't don't use uh, the company phone to do that. If you're going to communicate with Facebook, Facebook is wrought with with pictures that come in that are embedded with yes. viruses. You click on it mm-hmm. and it, it goes right into your phone and then transfers over to your mm-hmm. to your computer. And Facebook has all these cool things that you can answer questions or take a quiz, and then it pops up how you're going to look 15 years from now or what who you're going to marry, all these things are actually hooks sometimes, right? They're giving permission to go in there, and now they're entering your system. So with that wonderful advice, let's go for our first break and come back and pick this conversation up, Greg. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com. 
Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. You're joining us in the episode... Are you guarding against financial fraud? Craig, welcome back to the segment. Thank you. So as we look at the different kinds of ways people are engaging in check fraud, the Craigslist and the use of Craigslist becomes an interesting mechanism. Uh, When you and I were presenting, we had a lady talk about how uh, people are using her company's code at the bottom, the MICR code at the bottom of the check where it is the um, bank routing number, bank account number, check number, that magnetic reader line, they are printing it on their inkjet printers when they buy things from Craigslist, but it's not their account information that they're giving, but they are other different, other company information. So they're getting what they want and they are giving basically fake checks. What are some of yeah. the things you are seeing through Craigslist and these kind of social media-driven transactions that are, it affects businesses drastically as well as gets individuals caught up in financial challenges? Well, first of all, people need to understand that, that if that people are selling things uh, or buying things on Craigslist, you know, someone's offering something, and so... Uh, the crook, the fraudster, will notify and say, yes, I want to buy this, and and I'm going to send you this cashier's check. And so they send the cashier's check, and the, the cashier's check is counterfeit. It's not drawn on a bank. It has the bank's logo. It looks entirely perfect, but it is not genuine. The key thing that anybody who's receiving or, or selling something on a Craigslist or that type of thing, and whether or not it's at Craigslist or some other source, when you get a cashier's check for, for anything, you want to get that cashier's check during the day when the banks are still open so you can call and verify the bank. Mm-hmm. You, want to, you want to verify that that cashier's check drawn on that bank is actually genuine. Mm-hmm. And after five o'clock, you can't call. Uh, you, 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 no one will answer. And and so typically these things are set up uh, to go buy this Corvette, uh, whatever they whatever they're trying to buy. <laughs> and they have a cashier check that looks absolutely genuine, but it is not. And they put a telephone number on that cashier's check, 
that is answered by an accomplice. So, and, and of course, then the accomplice will say, yes, this is uh, that cashier's check was issued on this date for this many dollars. And it's just, it's, it's completely bogus. So when you want to verify, you have to make your transaction during the day. And you need to, so you can call the bank and you never call the number that's on the check. You never do that. Yes. You go to, uh, to Google, you can call the bank. I mean, you can identify and get, get down to that bank, but you do not want to call any number that's on the document that's sent to you. Another uh, trick is they'll send you more money than what you're asking for by uh, several hundred dollars. And that's for the, they, they want you to get it boxed up or packaged however they want it. And you can remit the balance back to them after they've done that stuff. And so not only do they get your goods, but then they get your money uh, in addition to that. So it's very important that, uh, that to understand these cashier's checks mm-hmm. are counterfeit too many times. And they uh, have I, mastered I, I, well, the uh, art of making fake look real, right? Yes, and what they what they do is they buy a cashier's check so they know exactly what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Many times the, the bank is using um, a, a cashier's check that is created for them by their check supplier. And so the, the, the fraudster will go to that check supplier and buy the same check stock that the check supplier has provided the, with the cashier's check to the bank. They'll just buy the same stock. Uh, entirely blank, scan the cashier's check and print it out on the original check stock so mm-hmm. it looks completely authentic. The bigger banks customize their cashier's checks. The smaller banks don't. Mm-hmm. And that brings up and, a good question. You can actually clip coupons and order for check as an individual or a small business from some no-name company you've never heard of. So if anybody can give information to get checks, what's stopping a random Joe Schmo from getting checks printed in my name and your name with our bank information. There is nothing to stop them. And in fact, I have done that very thing. Now we as a company, safe checks as a company, we, our checks were designed by Frank Abagnale. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have been in business for over 20 years. We have never had one of our checks replicated. We've never had one of our checks used in a scam. And one of the things we do is we call the bank on every single check order and we confirm that the company name or the individual name, the address and the account number all match the information on our order form back to the bank. So we confirm it. But I have myself many times, at least, uh, well, not 10 times, but uh, close to that, where I have bought checks from major suppliers using a... Mm -hmm name that I made up and used an account number that I closed in 2013 and every single time I've gotten checks because mm-hmm. the check printers are just, will, they don't check this stuff. It's, they just print their job. Their job is to, is to sell checks. Their job is not to prevent fraud. And so it'd be very simple to do if somebody steals a check out of the mail or intercepts it or in some manner they can order that person's checks and have it shipped to a different location, which is what I did. Mm-hmm. I, 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 did, I had the check shipped to a different location than what was I had printed on the checks. In fact, what I had printed on the checks was your town, California. 
no address. <laughs> and and I, that's the way I got the checks. I had them shipped to a different location, different than my credit card. They're not checking. Wow. Now, I, I as I there are some things I won't tell you because I don't know who the audience is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I if I'm educating some fraudster. <laughs> that's true. This is a radio show. <laughs> so, that's right. Would, they, would, would all the fraudsters listening in right now, would you please uh, um, turn this <laughs> way down? That was funny. And now, another Craigslist uh, um, scam is job applications. And this is really, really a, a bad mm-hmm. situation. And it's become really prevalent the last two or three years where companies or pretend to be companies are offering jobs paying you know great wages and you have limited uh, requirements on what you have to do but they want you to apply and in the application process one of the things they want is your history they want your social security number you know places you've worked in the past and they get the information to then become you yes and it creates identity theft situations and it's very, very, very common. So let me ask you this question, Greg. None of us give social security number and that level of personal detail in a job application. Why would anybody hand it over? Unless you've met with people already and you've passed through every screening process and only after you get an actual job offer... Do you then fill out forms to give that kind of personal information for background and drug clearing? Why are people handing it over or they're not thinking? Because they don't, because they're trusting. It Mm. never occurred to them that someone would be using this for this ulterior purpose. They're trusting. So you fill out your application online. Most, uh, most job applications require you to, to fill it online. And, so this is no different, but they're just asking the next question, and people are accustomed to following directions. Wow. And they don't, they don't stop and say, no, wait a minute, you don't need that information. Mm-hmm. The same so thing they're so desperate for a for, job, they will give any information because they think it's needed to get the job. Yes. Well, and take a look at doctor's offices and dentist offices. Uh, they don't do it so much today, although some still do. But on this application, or you know, when you first show up, uh, your first visit with the doctor or the dentist, they have you fill out all this information. It's somehow tied into your health insurance. And one of the things it has, it, they ask for is your social security number. They want your driver's license number. They want your social security number. Mm-hmm. Why on earth do you need to give your social security number? It's and, funny. And I just don't. I have always said no. I've always said right. no, but took a long time for the doctor's officers to convert to the ID number of the insurance company, and they didn't want to waste the money to convert the code. So they continued to use the social security number, and I challenged them on the law. But now it's less and less. But still, the minute somebody asks, people just hand over social security numbers. Well, yes, and and, uh, I I have gone with my kids. Uh, when they've, as they've gotten older uh, and they're going to a new doctor and I want to be involved, 
that these doctors, uh, they'll still ask for the Social Security number, and then they have all these files. They're on shelves mm-hmm. just sitting out in the open oh, yes. that anybody could take. Mm-hmm. And, of course, once they have that, then they scan they scan that application or they scan that information into their system. So not only do they have a hard copy, but they have a scan. About the time that that uh, doctor or dentist gets hacked, they can go right into that information, pull out all their patients, and take all they have. They have all this information about the patients. I know. I know. So this is not just in doctors' offices. I come from the regulated financial services sector. You've been a banker. I'm a recovering banker. So we know internal control includes clean desk policy, right? When you leave your office, your desk has to be clean. Everything should be locked up. You can't keep documents on the desk because the cleaning crew or somebody can take pictures. Everybody walks around with a smartphone. But a very small fraction of people in every office building has a clean desk anymore. How much of information is out there? I've worked for the government. I've worked for the private sector. My client offices, starting from the CFO, all the documents are out every day, night after night. Yeah, it is, re- it is remarkable when you think about the cleaning crew coming through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and years ago, there was a company. I won't describe the company except to say this is what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, it was a good-sized company, and they were doing a check run, and they, they jammed. So they had some jams. And so they took those checks that were jammed and threw them in the trash. The cleaning crew came through that night and saw all these checks that were crumpled, but they still had the account number on them. Mm-hmm. And they and they took those checks, and there was enough of them. It was a completely legitimate-looking check. It had the logo, it had the company mm-hmm. name, it had the bank account information. And they just filled them out and uh, and deposited those checks, and it cost that company, it was over, it was six figures. It was over $100,000. Mm-hmm. There were about eight checks that got jammed, and they just wrote them for big amounts and deposit them. And the company did not even find it for about five days. By that time, the money was already gone. It took a long time to figure out just how it was, how did these people get these checks? And they came down to the cleaning crew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And so it, 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 if, there, if, you, if you're doing a check run, and this is for all businesses, that mm-hmm. you need to keep track of every single check. And yes. there needs to be a log. If a check is crumpled, it needs to be identified. People need to acknowledge mm-hmm. that it has been uh, crumpled, and, and then it, need to, it needs to be shredded. And you don't just tear the check in half. It's the microline that matters. They want that information, uh-huh. the account number. So the check needs to be shredded after it's been documented. Or, alternatively, you take a pair of scissors and you cut off the account number. Uh-huh. And then you and put then, different pieces in different trash, not all of it in the same way. Somebody could put it back together. Correct. Right. Then you can shred just the account number. Mm-hmm. So with that wonderful insight, let's go to break and come back. I definitely want to talk about uh, positive pay and other mechanisms we have in place to help businesses guard against these kind of check frauds. So let's go into Very that good. now.
live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's CassHenry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's CassHenry.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. You're joining us in the episode, Are You Guarding Against Financial Fraud? Greg, as we went for break, we were talking about different ways people can get access to company checks, organizational checks. But organizations have so many tools to guard against that risk at the other end, things like positive pay. So could you take a moment and enlighten our audience about what are some of those tools and how they help mitigate the risk for businesses? Yes, uh, both businesses and also from a consumer viewpoint. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just quickly, from a consumer viewpoint, when you're writing checks, what you do not want is to have a forger steal those checks, uh, soak them in chemicals, and I will not describe the chemicals used, but uh, what you don't want is to have your checks washed Yes. so there's nothing left there. Uh, there is a pen that anybody can buy that cannot, the ink in that pen cannot be dissolved in chemicals. It is called the Uniball 207. Uniball 207. Mm-hmm. The, ink, the ink in that pen cannot be dissolved in chemicals. I have soaked um, uh, checks with, uh, written in, in those pens. 
and you cannot get it out. Where these chemicals will take out ballpoint pens, they'll even take out these big uh, Sharpies, but it will not take out a Uniball 207. So they're, they're about a dollar and a half at the, uh, at the office supply stores. Not expensive. They're wonderful, wonderfully writing pens. The second thing from a business viewpoint also is that banks offer a service and have been offering a service for about 40 years. The service is called Positive Pay. Positive Pay is an automated check-matching service Mm -hmm. that every time a company issues checks, they send to the bank, usually as an upload, they send to, a bank, to the bank a file of all the checks that they issued. So now the bank knows the account name, the payee name, the check number, the dollar amount. And they then release those checks to their vendors or their employees who deposit those checks over in their respective accounts. When those checks are being presented for payment at their bank, they're matched up against this list that the company originally sent. And so it's a positive match, positive pay. Mm-hmm. If a check comes in that is not on the list, it gets kicked out as an exception item and it gets inspected. And then the bank sends notification to the company saying you have an exception item and you, you need to respond to that usually before 1 o'clock. Mm -hmm. to say pay the check or do not pay the check. And you have a chance to go look at it online and and make that determination. It's a very, very, very good tool. The big companies across uh, uh, America and in in, in Europe that are issuing checks, the big companies use it almost 90%. 90% of the companies, 90% of the accounts, they use this. Mm -hmm. The smaller companies... Not so much, maybe five or six percent. The small companies really need to get with the program. One of the challenges that companies have is getting the check issue file out of their computer in a format that the bank can accept. Yes. Mm-hmm. My company actually has software to help them do that. It makes it very, very simple. Mm-hmm. But getting the file done, even if you even if you have to log into your bank's system and enter the data by hand. It's a slow process, and that's why automating Mm -hmm. it is much better. But Mm -hmm. it is something that is absolutely effective. And most banks work with small businesses and medium-sized businesses to convert their data into a CSV file that's uploadable. Well, some of of the banks have actually spent the money to, to adapt to any kind of file that can be uploaded. Most of the banks have not. Most of the banks still leave the burden upon the customer. Okay. What, what companies in the U.S. need to understand is that the losses from check fraud is more often than not their, their liability and not the banks. Yes. Okay. In, ni- in 1990, the Uniform Commercial Code was revised. And it, it basically shifted the liability for check fraud losses away from the bank and made it the responsibility of the party in the best position to prevent the fraud. Mm-hmm. It became a proportional deal. So whomever was in the best position to prevent the fraud had the greater share of the liability. And mm-hmm. uh, banks typically have been winning the lawsuits. 
they, in fact, they tell you, they'll tell you, use pause to pay. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do it, and then you have a fraud loss, the bank uh, may not necessarily be obliged to pay you back. It yes. becomes a shared liability. Who is in the best position to prevent the fraud? Mm-hmm. And that now, brings up a good same, question. Go ahead. At the same time, banks have not done a very good job in educating their smaller customers about this service. Mm-hmm. So this is something that you are, uh, your, your listeners are hearing now. You want to go to your bank and ask about positive pay. The second thing that that uh, both consumers and businesses need to know are the rules about ACH debits, automated clearinghouse debits that hit your bank account, electronic debits. Um, it used to be with consumers, if you had an, an unauthorized ACH debit hit your account, you had 60 days to kick it back after you received notice of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you receive notice by presentment of the bank statement. The, the bank notifies you that your bank statement is ready. That's day one. Now, in businesses, had 30 days. Now, today, it's still 60 days for a consumer, but a business, it is 24 hours. If an ACH debit, unauthorized ACH debit hits your bank account and you don't catch it and return it by the next day, you can't return it. Mm-hmm. And that's it, very, very, very serious. Now, banks offer a solution for that. The solution is called an ACH filter or an ACH block. An ACH block blocks all, uh, blocks all ACH debits. ACH filters allow some debits to get through the ones you authorize and blocks everything else. It's not, expensive. it's not an expensive service, and every business needs to have that because the rules have changed. It's not 30 yes. days, it's 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And so totally understand that this burden has shifted to the party who truly has control over the process. But at the same time, a lot of businesses are so focused on growing the business, they don't have a risk mitigation culture. They don't have a risk mitigation awareness because the notion is that, A, it's not going to happen to us because we have all good people. We trust everybody. So I think it's important to introduce the concept of fraud triangle where the opportunity, pressure, and rationalization all come together to create the perfect storm, the Armageddon for fraud to happen, especially at a time where we're trying to do more with less. We run lean organizations. People wear multiple hats. That means we're taking away segregation of duty. What do I mean by that? The person is setting up a new employee, then running the payroll and reconciling payroll. What is stopping me from putting my brother and my husband and my grandmother on payroll and transferring money as if it's payroll into somebody's bank account? What is stopping me from setting up a vendor who's really not a vendor, but my brother-in-law's business and I'm siphoning money or even my my account in the Caymans, and we're siphoning money over. So when we start talking about the fraud triangle and in a lean, let's do more with less uh, profit-based culture, we are, as businesses, introducing risk that the banks are never going to be liable for because they already have positive pay. They have electronic bank statements. They have electronic verification, check verification capabilities. So as we go for break, I wanted to serve this up, Greg, so that when we come back for our final segment, you can actually have a insightful uh, dialogue about this with me. 
How does that sound for sure. a plan? Terrific. Thank you. So let's pick this up when we come back from break. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's CassHenry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. You're joining us in the final segment of our episode, Are You Guarding Against Financial Fraud? Greg, we talked about the fraud triangle and the risks we're introducing given our modern day Western world work practices. So take it away. Take it away with your advice. Well, just briefly, embezzlement is a huge, huge deal. Uh, And and every company of all sizes are at risk, but the smaller companies are at greater risk than the bigger companies because they have so few people. And so having a true segregation of duties, you know, one person originates the checks, but a different person reconciles the account and so on, it becomes very blurred. It's more difficult to do when you have a small staff. So one of the things that you want to do, every company should do it, is have the, the, the receipts, the checks that are coming in to pay them from their customers. Don't come to the company because those checks get diverted. Uh, I've worked a couple of different uh, check fraud or embezzlement cases where I've seen this happen. 
those receipts, those in-clearing checks get diverted. I'm not going to give any more detail than that because I don't want to educate anybody. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, if you have the checks go to the bank's lockbox service, where the mm-hmm. checks go to the bank, the bank processes the checks, they send you the images. The bank lockbox is the best thing that any company can do to prevent embezzlement by diverted deposits. The second thing, because uh, things are, many uh, accounting offices are so short-staffed, have your CPA reconcile the bank account rather than having someone internally do it. Have the CPA do it. Have a separate segregation. It's not going to cost much money uh, considering the risk that you might otherwise bear. And then third, the, the, the owner of the company or somebody high up needs to be taught how to get online and actually go into the bank, go into the bank system and look at the checks that are actually clearing, just to look at them. And then comment from time to time in the accounting area the things that the, that the owner or the high-level person observed so that people in that financial area know that there's kind of a watchdog. I think that that's, that will just um, discourage embezzlement. I think that's a very important thing to do, just for education. Um, so those are the, the, the first key things that, that any company could do. you have some other thoughts on that, Cass, you'd like to add? Those are very insightful ideas, I think, Greg, and I think uh, my audience will get a great value out of this. The other thing people may want to think about is even if they only have one person doing everything in accounting, they can still have somebody from another function set aside to uh, HR can open a employee record. Uh, Every department that is engaging with a vendor, if marketing is bringing on a vendor, maybe one of the other departments can actually open up the vendor account accounting person can process the payments and then the outside account can reconcile, right? So it's a matter of structuring the segregation of duty in a way that best suits the organization as opposed to trying to jam all functions that is perceived to be accounting into the hands of one person. And a good example would be how Krispy Kreme had its fall, right? Everybody trusted the accountant. They said, the accountant knows what they're doing. We're going to run the business. And the accountant ran away with the money and the business is still struggling, right? So we have real life examples in front of us, whether it's government, whether it's private sector, sometimes even not-for-profits. Girl Scouts have been uh, subject to embezzlement. Even situations like um, Bernie Madoff, who embezzled from his own son, let alone his clients, right? So we have so much examples of embezzlement and it is not prudent to say we can trust somebody, put controls in place so that everything is verifiable. Because ultimately, when it comes to business, it's somebody else's money. Even if I own the business, it's not my personal money, it's the business's money. And to have that prudent mindset and building that risk mitigation culture becomes important. And let me, and let me just add one, one more thing here. Mm-hmm. And that is what we're seeing a lot of is where um, people, hackers, will send change of bank notifications or change of P.O. box that is uh, simply uh, bogus. It's entirely bogus. And what happens 
is that the the master vendor file gets updated, and so when that that uh, company goes to pay its bill, it pays the wrong guy. Mm-hmm. And so anytime there is a change of address or a change of P.O. box or change of bank, it needs to be verified back to the original information, using the original information that you have, never verified based upon the document, the letterhead, the email that came in. You never use mm-hmm. that information. You go back to your original source. Perfectly said. And Greg, I cannot believe we are almost out of time. Thank you so very much for making the time to talk to me and to my audience. Once again, it was such an honor and a pleasure to present with you at the Treasury Conference yesterday. And thank you for bringing that same level of passion and insight to educate my audience. Um, Thank you, Kat. Appreciate it. And to my audience, if you want additional information and additional insight from my guest today, Greg Litster, please visit his business site, Safe Checks, and you should be able to continue your learning. And as always, do email me at drcasshenry at hotmail.com. That is D-R-K-A-S-H-E-N-R-Y at hotmail.com with your feedback, with your questions, as well as any suggestions you have for additional deep dive of this, this topic or any other topics. And as we always say on the show, our goal is to educate and empower everybody so that we all continue to shape our lives and shape our shared future. So as you go through your journey today, tomorrow, the rest of the week, just remember every human interaction is an opportunity for a transformation. So go out there, transform lives, and please don't forget to start with your own. Thank you for tuning in to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, how to get it just right. Please join Dr. Cass Henry again next Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another edition of the program. We'll see you then.